0: I'm going to preach to you just a little while, talk to you, do something, and uh, I've preached uh, about this particular uh, thing or species uh, before in different manners, uh, but I want to talk to you just a little bit. Let me read a couple scriptures here, and then I'll get to where we need to go. Psalms 84, yea the sparrow hath found a house and a swallow for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 29, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? but the very hairs of your head are all numbered, amen. Fear ye not, therefore, for ye are more value uh, than many sparrows. And uh, I want to just talk to us and visualize the size of a sparrow. A sparrow is a very small, small bird. And uh, from, from uh, what I could research and find out during biblical days, there was two, two uses of the sparrow. They were sold in the marketplace. And as in that part of the world, that birds were uh, very useful as far as food. And uh, sparrows didn't cost too much. The poor people was only able, seemed like, you know, they couldn't afford much. And so when they went down to the marketplace to get birds to eat, instead of uh, some of the pigeons and some of the other things and other fowls of the air and and things to eat, uh, there was those that had captured the sparrows, and uh, they sold them for near nothing. But that sparrow was, even though it was so small, It kept those people alive, praise God. It was a very small thing. And then we find that the sparrow was also very valuable, important to the poor man again. The poor man may not have been able to to afford a turtle dove or the pigeon for their offerings. And so therefore, when it came to, to give into their offering to do the sacrifices for their offerings, They go down again to the marketplace and they buy uh, uh, a sparrow just for a little bit of nothing because they had very little. But the important fact of it was that God accepted their sparrow. Amen. He accepted their sparrow just as important and as much if it had been a turtle dove or it had been a pigeon or or an ox or anything else that could have been there. But God except because he knew that though it was very small, that it was the best that they could give. Praise God. Amen. And so I want you to just keep in mind about that little bitty sparrow. They, lay, they, they weigh like less than an ounce. Less than an ounce. And that's how small they are. And so, we find uh, in this, and I, I want to talk to you about prayer. And uh, and the reason I felt like this because in the last little while, God has answered little prayers for me. Little prayers, not great big prayers. I ain't walked on water. Ain't raised no dead. You know what I'm saying? But there's been some little bitty things that i have prayed about that god came by amen and you know what the devil i want to give you a picture of the devil tonight the devil he he's a he's a he is a being or uh an, a fallen angel uh with uh w- with a uh good vocabulary highly intelligent and oftentimes when we Face things in our life, He'll come to us if it's something that's really major in our life. Something uh, somebody has a major health issue or major problems looks like beyond the the reach of doctors and any professional staff in the world or whatever their their capacity is. The devil will sort of come to us in a way and make us doubt that God's not going to do that because it's hard because it's a big thing then when we have those little prayers those little things he wants to come to us and say oh God ain't he, he's not concerned in that little stuff well if he ain't concerned in the little stuff and he ain't concerned and he's not gonna answer the big stuff it looks like we're hopeless left in a in a bad s- shape but I'm here to tell you tonight God answers the big problems And God answers those little sparrows-sized prayers. Praise God. Amen. And I I was doing some reading, and I I found some things. And I'm not a Catholic, but Catholics are are very known for their many different prayers that they do. And uh, traditionally, Catholic prayers fall into four types. One is adoration, which means it's praising God. They just praise God and they call that a prayer. Uh, some is their prayers is asking God, forgive me for what I've done this week and today, and, and I'm going to go back next week, and do the same thing over, but Lord, I'll be back. I'll ask you again. Amen. I'll, I'll come right back. I'm going to commit the same sins all over and over again, but I'll be right back, and, you know, I'm going to talk to the priest, and he's going to, he's going to know him. He's going to do his thing and make all his waves and marks and stuff, and uh, we go, I'm going to be okay for a little while. Amen. And then we they have what they call a petition prayer, and that's just asking for God's favor to be upon them. Now there's nothing wrong with that, I, 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 I go with all three of these so far. I like prayers that you can pray and you just thank God for what he's done and praise him. I like the one we can, when we make an error mistake, we can pray for forgiveness. We can ask for God, would you bless us Lord, would you help us through this Lord, we may find your favor. And then you have the one of, again, of thanking or thanksgiving of prayer that uh, we show God our gratitude for, Lord. Listen, Lord, I don't know what I've done without you. We've been through a battle. We've been through this and a lot of ups and downs, Lord, but you have been there. Amen. So we give him thanksgiving, Alan, in our prayers. And so this is the four basic fundamentals of the Catholics prayer. Well, I'm going to tell you what, it ought to be the four basics of all of our prayers, not just the Catholics, praise God. Amen. And so we look down into the Old Testament and we find some people here uh, of women that prayed in the Bible. We find that Miriam, the sister of Moses, when she uh, uh, was just a little girl, you know, she followed uh, her brother Moses down to the Nile, there and, and, and God began to uh, move on Moses' life. and he, he, he grew up in his own home and paid his mama to raise him. Praise God. Amen. We go on down and we see as God moves up on Moses as a man in his lifetime, and God calls him out of the desert and the burning bush to deliver uh, the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. We find that Miriam is still, she's his older sister. She's still right there by his side. Amen. And when they get through crossing over to the Red Sea, she begins to get her a tambourine and she begins to sing her prayer, praise God. She begins to talk about the horse and his rider, they're thrown into the sea, praise God. She begins to thank God for for giving them victory through all of those things. This was her song of prayer. Amen. We find that there was a woman in the Bible by the name of Deborah. She was a judge. She was a, a, a female leader. And one of the things that she did on a day that Deborah and Barak the son of Abinion sang this song when the princes of Israel take the lead when the people willing offer themselves praise the Lord hear this you kings listen you rulers I even I will sing to the Lord I'll praise the Lord God of Israel in this song and when the Lord went out of Syria when you marched from the land of Edom The earth shook, the heavens poured, the clouds poured down water. The mountains quaked before the Lord, the one of Sinai before the Lord, the God of Israel. She was magnifying the Lord in her song of prayer. Praise God. Amen. And so we go over here, and here is the mother of Hannah, of Samuel, Hannah. Amen. She was uh, deeply bothered. Amen. She wanted a child and as it said here she vowed a vow Lord if you'll just give me a child as you said I will give him unto you Lord. When he reached that age and when he got to that age she took him down to the house of the Lord but prior to that she goes to, to, to the house of God and the man thinks she's drunk, thinks something's going on with her. And what he didn't realize, she was bitter. She was praying that spare prayer in her heart. Praise God. I'm going to tell you what. It ain't just cancer that God can heal. It ain't just blind eyes. But I'll tell you what the little bitty needs you have in your life, God answer them. I many knows God will fix your car for you. Amen. I believe it was Brother Jim called one time. Dusty had a he had a what was that? A a Plymouth? A Plymouth uh oh, one of them anyway, one of them long nose jobs. It's older model. About like a Dukes of Hazard had, whatever that was. What was that? A charger? Yeah. I believe that's what it was. It was it gold looking, Emily, I believe? Bronze or gold, yellow looking. Anyways, that thing and uh Something come down wrong with it, and uh, knocking, like a, I mean, just knocking. The engine went to knocking. Y'all know when the engine goes to knocking, Brother Mike, there's something wrong. Well, how many remembers brother, Ogle Gibson? You know, lived in Bristol, missionary, traveled all over the world, and uh, he always had little little bottles of oil about maybe five sixteenths diameter to three eighths about that tall little lid and he always kept a pocket full and if he met you shook your hand he gave you a bottle of oil he said I, I buy it by the gallons and i pray over it for you to take this i think we probably got some stuck away somewhere at the house that he gave us and uh, but jim jim wasn't even going to church then he wasn't even a christian then but he still believed in god and he knew god could answer a prayer robert He went out there, raised the hood on that old car. Now, he didn't put enough oil in there, Mike, to lubricate that thing. But he poured one of those little old bottles of oil of Brother Gibson, is that right, Emily, she had, and poured it down in there? He started that car up and drove it for years and never knocked again. Huh? You know what, he couldn't afford it. He didn't make a lot of money. He couldn't afford to trade. And if it had been uh, replaced the engine, it had been awful costly to him. But you see, that was like a spare-sized prayer, Caleb. And God answers spare-sized prayers. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We all know, uh, what, two was it two weeks ago tonight or three weeks? Two weeks ago tonight. You know, they robbed Caleb's bank account. Had his tax money and stuff in there and his stimulus money in there and and all that, and in, in just a just few moments of time, $500 a whack, $3,500 come out of his count. Didn't know it was going to get it back or not. But now, that was a little bigger than a sparrow. It might have been a blackbird. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he wasn't too much worried. He was worried, some, but he said he was worried more. Bothered him of a morning when he got up thinking about the church not being done. Well, I was different. I wake up in the morning, and that was on my mind. I know he needed his money. I know it was important for him. Uh, he has to live on that throughout the year. Help pays the bills and all of those things. But, anyways, we we prayed about it, and then while they were gone on their little camping trip, I don't know how in the world they ever kept their sanity, and all that. My 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 little grandson. Y'all know the story. You know somebody stole his little little phone that he took a lot of little pictures with down there along by the lake of fishing, and some, some teenagers came by there and they saw it, Caden had walked off and they just picked it up and left out of there with it. Well, more than likely you'll never see it. But you see, we, we've got two prayers here going. We got one for $3,500. And then we got one for a phone that people probably throws better ones away. But he had little pictures and he had little things. I prayed for both of those just like if one of them was just as valuable as the other one. And I said, Lord, I said, whoever got it, they put it on the internet, anybody up here, roundabout, whatever, and they told the rangers there at the park, Anyhow, when it's all said and done, I prayed Lord, whoever got it, somehow or another, let it work on their conscience. Let them, somebody find it, let them lay it down, take it back, give it to the park ranger. That's basically what I said. Well, a day or so went by, didn't it? Next day, they get a phone call, them, park ranger, we got your phone up here. Somebody said they found it along a path. And there was a woman there with her daughter in a car and Colton saw them. And apparently they was one brought it in and that mama was a chewing that girl out. Probably one of the teenagers that went by and picked the phone up. But I want to tell you what. No, uh, it wasn't cancer. It wasn't the $3,500. It was just a little old simple. Stuff. But to that little child, it was important to him. And you know what? God brought it back. Now, I'm talking about spare-sized prayers. Amen. And some people think that we're foolish. They say, well, why aren't you praying for these other things? Well, they don't know what we're praying for. We are praying for the people that are got serious illness. We're praying for the people that have major health problems and different things along with it. But you know what it made me see? It made me see that if God can answer the spare-sized prayer and he's concerned about one little sparrow that falls to the earth that nobody pays any attention to god pays attention to our little prayers glory to god amen praise god now all y'all may not be animal lovers but it's in our blood Everything from goats to sheep to chickens to cats to ducks to horses to dogs. And I don't know what else. We just like animals, don't we, Dusty? We like them animals. Don't we, Laney? Roger? All of you in here. We like animals, don't we? We just like animal people. Praise God. Years ago, how old's Pharaoh? 28... He's at least a year old. And he's probably 30 years old. We got a pony who's probably at least 30 years old, and you'd think he's five years old if you'd see him. Old Pharaoh, he has a reputation. He's a, he, he, can un, he can pick a chain off of a gate and hit hooked. Give him an opportunity. You better have her hooked good. He went across the road to neighbors over there at D.D.'s Dee house many a time and stand there and look in the uh, sliding door. And they asked about him the other day. Well, matter of fact, when this happened two weeks ago with the money, we had to go over there and report it to her. She that one of the first things we want to know, hey, is Pharaoh still alive? I said, he sure is. Just as honorary as he ever been. That's how come we give him name Pharaoh. Amen. But anyways, old Pharaoh, he I don't know how old was he, Katie? he was four or five. Anyways, he come down with a, a crippled uh, back foot. Was it his right one? Anyways, we took him to three veterinarians. They said it's broke. They told what bone broke up the top of his foot. And all three are good quality vet, They said, and they x-rayed it, said he's going to be a crippled horse. And more than likely, you just need to go ahead and have him put down. We brought that old pony home after three vets, pocket full of money going out to him. And them looking at him and says, you might as well put him down. And we done everything. We wrapped his leg in a, in a uh, inner tube with uh, Epsom salt water. And I mean, we just done everything, everything everybody told us to. It didn't help none whatsoever. He's still crippled. It was like that. Couldn't put it down, couldn't walk. And the boys said, Daddy, said, uh, get one of them prayer claws and uh, they had one that we used on everybody got one of those and i went down there and i took some bandage stuff and i wrapped that leg up bandage would not do nothing the bandage was the whole prayer cloth on we slid that prayer cloth down in there and we wrapped it up good hey you can't tell he's ever had a broke foot right, right. huh now all of that you said. well why didn't god god does some things to increase our faith and god answered that sparrow size prayer on that pony anybody else ever prayed for you animals huh why sure we have we've prayed lord to help them do something lord but i'm going to tell you tonight god hears all these prayers and he heard the prayer of hannah a child to be born. And it was. We find a, a number four, a woman by the name of Esther. Her, she was a Jew. And because of jealousy, uh, they were going to destroy all the Jews. But Esther had all of her maidens and herself. They said, Listen, I'm going to go before the king tomorrow. I have not been invited to go before the king. And if you go before the king uninvited, just walk yourself into the presence. That king, in many cases, would have them taken out and stoned or killed, regardless who it was. But if she put them all into prayer and fasting, and she was praying for her people. How many prays for their people? How many of us? We've prayed and prayed and prayed, and sometimes right in the middle of your prayer, it seems like they don't get no better. They get worse. Amen. I'm a human just like you. I've had the devil to come to me and tell me, why don't you just quit praying for your boys? Why don't you just quit? They ain't going to never be back to church. They'll never do no better. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I've I've got news to the devil. The Lord ain't going to tell me that. And why does the devil tell me that? Because he knows there is a possibility that God will answer our prayer after a little while. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. And so she goes and they fast and they pray. And she goes in before the king, and the king reaches out his scepter to her and asks her in so many words, what's your request? Amen. She was welcome. Amen. It may not be the most convenient time sometimes, but I'm going to tell you what, it don't make no difference if it's midday, midnight, morning, 3 a.m. or 3 p.m., God is awake to hear our prayers. Amen. You know one thing? I've never had God put me on hold, amen. Years ago, I had some problems with an automobile. I called Ford Place. I was in Kentucky with Ford Place. Well, you need to talk to people in Nashville. They transferred me to Nashville. I talked to them in Nashville. I don't know, I went three or four states. Before I ever got any 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 answer at all, but I was a long time just getting. But I'm going to tell you tonight. This recently, I was praying about something, had a, had a burden, had a problem, or just had a situation, and I, I had the Lord to uh, uh, tell me today. Just uh, just today, He said, uh, He says I'm fixing it. Hallelujah, glory to God. I'm a fixing it. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so we find there was a woman in the Bible by Hagar, she was a slave and she was Abraham's uh, sort of a concubine there, and she was with child. She suffered a lot of throw off, she suffered a lot of things, and finally they even put her out in the desert for her and her child to die. But you know what? she prayed. Aren't you glad tonight that prayers change things? Amen. Prayers change things. Amen. And so we come to a place here, and I began to study about little prayers, simple prayers that didn't seem like a lot, but God changed the history of our world many times. But I have a couple examples tonight to you. About prayers that God changed, we find in back in the back in the years, many years gone by, of somewhere three hundred and twenty-four. There was a fellow by the name of Constantine. He was a pagan. He was a a, a believer in the sun god, and uh, he he believed everything, and yet there were men that was turmoil all over that part of the world and different ones were trying to rise up to become the leader of the world in that part of the world. And so as he goes through uh, this, uh, uh, this uh, emperor, this man, he goes through and, and as he's uh, uh, going through with his conquest, we find that uh, uh, he was getting ready to face the enemy Praise God he was going to go through there. But it says that he had a vision on the night before a great battle. He saw that his troops had seen a cross of a light in the sky bearing a command. In this sign, you will conquer. Amen. With this sign, you will conquer. And that sign was a cross. And before their battle, you know what he did? He had every soldier put a cross on their shield. They went to battle, said, with this sign, you will conquer. Tonight, uh, Brother Mike has got us a, 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 an old uh, 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 wormy chestnut. We're getting a big cross up here. And he's been working some on it. It's going to be beautiful. Beautiful. It's going to be rustic looking. But you know what that cross says? By a cross, we will conquer. By the cross, we will have our prayers answered. By the cross, we're going to win battles against the enemy. Where it looked like there was no way possible for him to conquer, he was able to conquer. You know what he did? He saw a sign. Amen. And then as he saw that sign, it was like his prayer, Alan. And you know what? It converted him over to Christianity. Amen. Because he prayed a prayer. Amen. Just for uh, the victory that he was facing. And tonight, battles aren't always... You know, a war is the largest portion of it. But battles are little things in that make up that war. And sometimes... Our battles are sparrow sized. But we still need to overcome those. We still need for God to help us with our sparrow sized battles. Because somewhere or another, after a little while, you lose enough battles, you actually end up losing a war. So we don't need to lose our sparrow sized battles tonight, no matter how small it may seem or be to us. We need to pray and ask God to help us conquer those battles. We find that in, in the another uh, prayer that changed the course of our history. How many have ever heard of General Patton? World War II? Amen. Some of you are a little more educated on him than I am. But I can just tell you what I've been reading and found out about him. Amen. Heard about... The Battle of the Bulge in 1944. They were getting ready to face a great battle. Amen. And as uh, they were there, he uh, he was a man that knew something about prayer. He'd had some teaching somewhere in his lifetime about God. And so as uh, he, uh, uh, he called everybody together, he calls his chaplain over. Amen. They were pushing uh, forward and facing this, and uh, they were asking the Lord, uh, and he said, we need fair weather for this battle that we're facing. Amen. And so as it uh, had been rainy weather, it had been bad weather, it had been hard and difficult, but he just prayed a simple prayer, Lord, don't let it rain today. Huh? Don't let it rain today. we got a battle to fight. Amen. Now, here's a general. Amen. Of, of, of a great army of the United States that had conquered and went through and fought many things. But this battle, he felt like, I need the Lord to be on our side. Amen. Praise God. And you know what? He had uh, he had uh, he had them to print up some cards and give them out to his soldiers, amen. And it said here uh, he had all of these things, and he had it on there uh, for that prayer for the Lord, and wanted all his men. And he told that chaplain some things. And I'm gonna I, I've got too much to read to you, but boy, I tell you what, if you ever get time, you need to read it. It will, it'll, it'll encourage you. It did me. Amen. And this is during the time he had on Christmas Day, he said that the day dawned clear and cold, lovely weather for killing Germans. Although the thought seemed somewhat at a variance with the spirit of the day, Patton went on to write how they managed to provide every soldier with a turkey. And those in the front had turkey sandwiches while everyone else had a hot turkey on Christmas Day. And he asked the chaplain, he said, Chaplain, how much uh, praying's been done in the third army? Was the question he asked him. Does the general mean by chaplains or by men? And Patton said, I mean by everybody. Let me tell you tonight, it ain't just a preacher's place to pray. It's everybody's place to pray. Patton said, I ain't just wanting a bunch of you chaplains. He says, you tell every man in this army, pray. Praise God. Amen. For him to pray. Amen. He said here, he went on to say, he says, to this I countered. I'm afraid to admit it. But I do not believe much praying is going on. When there's fighting, everyone prays. But now with this constant rain, when things are quiet and dangerously quiet, men just sit and wait for things to happen. Prayer out here is difficult. Both chaplains and men are removed from a special building with a steeple. Prayer to most of them is formal, ritualized affair involving special posture. Uh, in a special setting. I do not believe that much praying is being done. I'm going to tell you what. Aren't you glad tonight that in the last eight weeks that our nation and our world has went to prayer over this virus and other things? Now we got a riot that's going on. Uh, I call it Homeland Terrorist. Whatever you want to call it, call it yourself. But I call it Homeland Terrorist. And it's going to take prayer. All over the Internet, people saying, we need to be a prayer. We need to be in prayer. Anybody else been following that? It's been prayer, 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 prayer. Amen. You know why it is? Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Praise God. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too big for God? Is there anything too small for God? Hey, hold that baby up, honey. Stand up. Let's see old, old bright eyes. Ain't that sight, that youngin's joints is all crippled and twisted and she got braces all over her body. She'll never be normal. My goodness, she's kicking her legs now. You know what changed that course? It wasn't no doctor. It wasn't no special person. It was a group of people that went to prayer and God answered a prayer and touched that child that that child could have a normal life. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Amen. If I'm telling it right, Stephen, when y'all went to get her and bring her home, the doctor come through the the corridor there in the lobby and seen y'all loading her in and he come and looked in the car, am I right? And he couldn't believe what he was seeing. After all his specialized training in that field, and after all the cases that he had said the same thing, and they didn't come out looking good. But here's a child that's normal. Praise God. Because prayer changes it. Amen. You know why it was? It was our church was a praying. Their prayer line that they got, on their phones was a-praying, people across the country praying, mom and daddies a-praying, grandmas, grandpas a-praying, aunts and uncles and cousins and all alike was all in one accord. We're praying for that child. Amen. And God answered that prayer. And he went on to say here, he says, chaplain, I'm a strong believer in prayer. There are three ways that men get what they want. Number one, they plan. Number two, by hard work. And number three, by prayer. Amen. You believe that? How many you ever prayed about a job? If you ever went applied for a job, if you ever do this and you don't get it, if you go and say, Lord, if it's your will, I'll get this job. And you don't get it, and then you get mad as a devil. Because he didn't get it. Well, now wait a minute. Let's back up here. Lord, if it's your will. Praise God. If it's your will. Okay, oh, Caleb here. Tried several times. Not that he didn't like sugar grow. He loved sugar grow. Anybody ever read his little thing is his is exit message on leaving Sugar Grove you can tell he was still attached to Sugar Grove but it seemed like every time he got ready to, to, to change a job or apply for a job it just couldn't seem like it didn't work out and he said every time it felt like a great relief came to him when he didn't get the job prayed about it this time same prayer like prayed every Lord if it's your will I'll get that job and he got that job. Guess what? I believe it was the Lord's will. Just as well as it was for him not get those other jobs, it was the Lord's will. So we need to pray about things, regardless how big or how little. Amen. You may be going to go purchase something. And you might look at it and you say, well, I'd like to have it. Maybe an automobile, maybe it's a home, maybe it's something. Lord, if it's your will, we'll get it. You might get it and you may not. We need to know what the will of the Lord is. And so when we pray our prayers, we don't need to pray them, Lord, if if I don't get it, I'm going to be mighty upset. You know, that's the way the devil works on us sometimes. We get so upset, people scream, pull their hair, kick the floor, cry, moan and groan. I didn't get that job! I didn't get there and I wanted it. It's the right color. I liked it. Praise God. I need something to throw down. I want to throw my Bible. I mean, just show you, little self. I didn't get my way. That ain't a Bible. Wouldn't do a Bible like that. For Kick a chair over, smack the top of the table, cat goes through the cross part, kick him, plumb out the yard. Slap that dog upside the head. Man, get control of yourself. Woman, get control of yourself. Quit throwing them pitch Praise God. We need to pray for the will of God in our little spare prayers amen praise God so he, he says you get it by those, those, uh, those things amen and so amen he went on to tell them he says this is where prayer comes in up to now in the third army God has been good to us we have never retreated and have suffered no defeats, no famine, no epidemics. This is because of a lot of people back home are praying for us. We're lucky in Africa, in Sicily and Italy, simply because people prayed. But we have to pray for ourselves too. A good soldier is not made up merely by making him think and work. There's something in every soldier that goes deeper than thinking or working. It's his gut. It is something that he has built in there. It is the world of truth and power that is higher than himself. Great living is not all output of thought and work. A man has to intake as well. I don't know what you call it, but I call it religion, prayer, and God. That was from General Patton. He's seen that prayer can change the course of a war. I don't know the battle you're fighting tonight I don't know the war that you're in but I'll tell you what I will give you advice what you ought to do or me let's go to the Lord in prayer about it huh let's see how it comes out let's see if it's one we're going to win or we're going to lose but if we don't pray more than likely you know what we're going to do do what Tim We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose. If we if we don't pray, more than likely, largest percent, we will lose that battle. Amen. So even though it might be something big, it may be something small. But I'm gonna tell you, regardless of what it is, if it's a spare sized prayer. God I answer it too right. Amen right. Praise God God to answer tonight